what actually makes a compelling brand are things like your company name, your logo, do you have any sort of online or digital presence? I feel like that is very relevant in the world that we live in today. So many people use Google. Are they able to find you and find your business and be able to identify things like your brand colors or your logo in order for them to know that it's you? Welcome to the Bongo High Podcast, brought to you by Bongo High, Zambia's first technology and innovation hub. I'm your host, Mukuka Mayuka. Last week, we explored the importance of long-term financial planning and got some great tips on how to understand your financials better. This week, we are asking, what makes a compelling brand? If you've always wondered how to build your brand strategically to attract more customers or just establish your brand as recognizable, trusted, and associated with quality, this is the episode for you. I am lucky to be joined by Tawani Clark, creative director and owner of Kutoa Designs, a well-known and established Afro-chic label. I will also chat with Emma Christy Miller. Emma will shed a little more light about how brand building is more than just a fancy logo and a slick website. Before we get into how to build your brand, let's get into what a brand is. A brand is your visual element. It's your logo and it's your fonts and it's your colors. And that's what a lot of people think a brand is but it goes way beyond that as well it's also a bundle of attributes it's your brand values it's what your beliefs are it's what actually your customers say when you leave the room how do they talk about you if you think about some of the most popular brands whether it's Hungry Lion or Vodafone or whoever it is we don't talk about what they look like visually we talk about how their product or service is for us how delicious Hungry Lion is um, how great the internet is or whatever, it, or whatever that thing may be. So it's way more than just the, the image. The strongest brands have a really loyal customer base. They have customers who are their advocates, who speak the world about them and will buy them relentlessly. As Emma says, a brand is more than just logo, fonts, colors or images. In fact, a strong brand has loyal customers that see beyond these things. Tawani shares with us what she thinks makes a strong brand. What makes a strong brand is to be able to distinguish um, what you offer, what you have, what your brand value is from everyone else. Otherwise, you're generic. You want people to remember your brand. Why that brand? Creating a strong brand doesn't happen overnight. Usually, there's a story behind how it is shaped and created. Basically, it was an answer to a problem, and it was an, a problem that I had as an individual in the sense that I was not finding the type of clothing that suited me as a young African woman. A lot of the clothing was very Western. It just threw totally to one end of the spectrum. Yes, I'm very Western in my outlook and in my upbringing, but then I'm very African at, as well at the same time. And when I went into the African clothing, it was just too, you know, Wanachimbusa type, you know, kitchen party where you don't want to be seen with tambala, you know, um, a top which we wings like you're going to take off. And it was too much. And I needed something that bridged that middle ground, which would allow me to be my Western self, but with my African roots and heritage. So uh, it, it was an answer to a problem which I have and I think other many other people have. Like Tawani, as you develop and define your brand, you need to keep in mind what will attract your customers. For small business, branding is important as it speaks to your customers for you. Customers have to make a choice. 
you know, what are they going to buy and why are they going to buy it? And, and branding helps them make that choice in that brand, in that brand image. It could be a promise of, of quality, promise of a certain aesthetic, a certain durability. So people will attach those attributes um, to your brand. I then asked Tawani, how does she define her brand? You know, couture means to be so bright and beautiful. You dazzle, you're not really going to miss that. It's going to catch your eye. So you're getting something that is quite unique and it stands out a little bit. It speaks of um, being African and being connected to Africa and the vibrancy and the color. And, and you get something that is also, I would like to think, also quite timeless and aesthetically very pleasing. I like to design in a way that if you buy a garment from Couture or an accessory from Couture, if you bought it five years ago and if you wear it today, it's still going to rock. So you're getting a timeless piece that is going to give you value for money and you're going to keep wearing it and wearing it. Having heard what her brand is about and how she wants people to feel, Tawani summarizes this in her brand mission. Because it's all about sun and bright and being yourself and let your light shine. Your brand mission is ultimately why you exist. What is your purpose? By defining this, it helps you motivate yourself and your team. It helps you make strategic decisions too, to make sure every decision you make is in line with your mission and you don't go down the wrong path. The strongest brands have a mission that translates across the business and lets their customers really feel it too. When I worked with Tuani on her brand, she took a step back and realised what truly motivated her and her team to put that all into Katoa. She wanted to help every woman, regardless of body shape, to feel confident, to express themselves, to celebrate their African connections in a modern way. She encapsulated this ambition under her mission, let your light shine. And it is something that motivates her and her team, all of her employees, and she witnesses coming alive in her customers as she sees them wearing her garments. Emma explains to us how defining your mission can help to communicate better to your customer. It's been really interesting working with a whole selection of entrepreneurs on their brand missions, which is ultimately, you know, what's your purpose? Why do you exist? And sometimes people don't take a step back to consider that. And fortunately with entrepreneurs, there's a lot of passion behind many businesses, so that will drive a lot of it. But it, from experience, for example, I worked with um, Rachel from Modern Refinement, which is a property development and refurbishment business. And she defined her mission to be about helping people's vision become a reality. And with this, it really helped her inform how her communications would come across. She initially had written out all the, all the copy for a website, and it was very uh, sort of jargon-heavy, talking about all the construction terminology that you know was required. But actually, as soon as she realized she wanted to make people's dreams come true, turn visions into a, a reality, become that magician for them, suddenly she could make it something that was much more emotive, that was talking to people, talking to people's emotions and tapping into something more than just the normal terminology. We hear from Emma and Tawani how important your customer is in defining your brand. You start to see what resonates with, with clients. So initially I create a number of garments, but then I realize that certain garments... They resonate more with, with clients and you start to understand why they do and certain designs sort of like we didn't work 
more with them because we found that they didn't resonate with the clients. And then we worked more with others and, and we start to pick up the key features in terms of what works. Your customer is an essential part of defining your brand. And it's very easy to go with what feels right, what's in your heart, what are you drawn to as a founder. And of course that's important. You need to have faith in your brand. You need to be proud of it. It needs to be right for you. But equally, it's got to be something that is compelling to your customer. Ultimately, they are who needs to be attracted to it, who needs to engage with it. So one of the best ways of doing it is, for example, when you're defining what your Uh, visual identity is like you might decide to come up with three logos and you like them all but you need to make sure they're differentiated and test them with your customer your customer is going to tell you exactly which ones they're drawn to and why how does it make them feel and through that simple test you'll get a feel on which one is appealing to people part of putting yourself in your customer's shoes involves knowing what matters most to them from motivations to wants or needs what makes them buy from you the building of the brand is 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 immediate it's it's what is your logo what does your logo tell people what does that color say to people what does that design say to people the words which you choose the name which you choose what does it invoke is what the color and the image what it invokes is it what you want to be invoked in your client so i think the branding can happen in seconds microseconds just as people look at your brand images and the pictures that you associate with understanding how people feel about your brand and what it makes them think of is so important if they are relaying back the words that you want to hear then you're doing something right if they're saying things that are very different it's not going to be as maybe that's maybe that's a trigger that you need to reconsider your brand so importantly do it for potential customers because they are they ha- they are not already loyal and if you want to be getting new ones you need to make sure your brand is appealing to them so far we have learned the importance of number 1 having a clear mission and number 2 putting yourself in your customer's shoes now we have learned a little more about the thinking behind a brand I ask Emma how to create the visual elements of a brand. There's three key elements of your visual brand and that's your brand colors, your brand fonts, and of course your logo. And by defining this at the very beginning, you make sure you can have a really consistent brand so that every experience, every interaction with your brand feels the same. It feels of the same brand and that your customers will trust it. If it's the same on your business card, on your Facebook page, on your website, people are going to feel like they're in the same brand experience. So when we start with the brand colors, it's important to can to maybe choose two or four or five but no more than that the more simple you can be the better because people are going to associate you with that color so the less the better and there's a great um there's a lot of great information online around color psychology so if you just type in color psychology online you'll be able to see what what generally people are drawn to for what reason so for example you'll find that a lot of the banks are actually their logos are in a blue so if you think of stambic of standard chartered they're all in a blue and that's because people want to make they want to make you feel calm and it's also associated with knowledge so there's some meanings behind certain colors and equally it's something you need to test with your customer so if you have a logo put different colorways out there or put different brand colors out there and see what your customers are drawn to most The same goes for your fonts. There's so many different fonts out there. And so play with different fonts and see how your customer how your customer feels about it. 
Then lastly, we have your logo, of course. And some of the strongest logos out there are really, really simple. They don't even need to have an icon. You could simply have the word in a beautiful font and color, and it's, it can be very strong just as it is. If you think about Nike, just the swoosh alone is something that becomes synonymous with the brand. People know what it is. So biggest advice is don't overcomplicate it. The other reason as well is also when you're printing. You, you want to make sure you've got a logo that works as small as it needs to be on a business card, as well as at large, as large as it needs to be maybe on a poster or on a stand. So make sure you've got something that works even in the smallest format. Tawani shares with us how she worked with a graphic designer to create her visual brand in the early days. I looked at a lot of images, you know, and played around. And I'm not a graphic designer, so I needed to communicate this to the graphic designer. So first of all, I started off by showing by showing Patrick all these images. Say, okay, this is what Couture is about. This is the feeling of Couture. This is what the images look like. This is how I want people to feel when they're in the garments. And, and I think once he grasped that energy and that feeling, he was able to translate it into words. I had, I had the name, but I didn't have the font. And I had the colors, but I didn't have the imagery. But the colors say a lot. I mean, our we've got three brand colors. The main color, because it's all about sun and bright and being yourself, hence the orange. But then it's not yellow, right? It's not overwhelming. It's not blinding you. It's, it's, it's there, but it's, it's warm and kind of glowing. And, and then it's also earthly, and I think that's, for me, where the authenticity comes in and, you know, Mother Earth or Africa or Mother Zambia comes in. So we've got the earth undertones, and they give a nice contrast, and that's the, the label. Our labels are actually the chocolate background, and then we have the and, – and also the copper. For me, the, the orange speaks of copper, and it speaks of Zambia. And then just white because, you know, those colors are both pretty heavy. And, and dark, but we wanted a bit of shine and, and brightness, so white is a good, a good background. Of course not everyone can work with a graphic designer, and if that is the case, don't worry, you, you don't need one. Of course it's, it's nice to have one, but you can equally create your brand yourself. There's some brilliant tools out there like canva.com, C-A-N-V-A.com, which help you create really beautiful graphics online like a professional, but you don't have to be one. They make it really simple. So simply choose your colors, choose your fonts, and create a logo with a tool like Canva, and you can equally create a strong brand without having a designer. Tawani shares with us how she has simplified her logo over time. You know, the very, very first Kotoa logo was two words, right? So it was Kotoa, and the sun was a different color from all the, the sun being the O in Kotoa was different colors from everything else. And then underneath, we had designs in a, a little bit of a fancy and curly handwriting, and there was a needle in there. You know, Kotoa designs is like a mouthful, and it's a lot of imagery as well. So what I found was we dropped the designs, we dropped all of the designs, and we stuck with the Kotoa. And in the beginning... I, I told you there was two brand colors in the couture, and now we kind of just stick with the one, the one brand color, which is just the orange. We don't have brown and orange in that tone. And we tend to use more the orange against brown, but we also use the orange against white. 
Simplicity is key when it comes to defining your visual brand. You want to make sure that your brand is as memorable as possible and with more simplicity, it makes it easier for people to remember, whether it's having just one brand color or two brand colors or whether it's having a really simple icon that's part of your logo. Make sure it's something people can remember really easily. Emma and Tawani have explained to us how to keep your visuals simple. Tawani leaves us now explaining the importance of knowing what your brand is and what it isn't. So one of our things is continue to distinguish ourselves um, from the from the other brands. And part of distinguishing is, is not just what you do, but it's what you don't do. We don't do this. Kutoa is this, but it's not this. You know, a brand is maybe it's not everything. You know, Apple is not every computer. It's a specific type of computer. So it's to talk about we don't do this, we don't do this. So for us, the building of the brand is also what we don't do. Be clear of what you want. I think it's very easy to get swept away with what other people are doing and that's nice and that and you see all these things and before you know it you've lost sight of what you what you're actually about and what works for you and what will work for your for market as well. So I think authenticity. I mean the brand we're very much about authenticity. Who are you really? Establish that first. And for me everything is starting from there. One of the most important things you need to do is be authentic. So make sure that whatever you're doing, you're living up to what you promise. Really try hard not to over-promise to your customers. If you cannot deliver within 24 hours, please don't promise it. Your customers are let down and they begin to lose trust in you. So consistency is therefore really important. The same goes for if you're going to a restaurant or if you're getting some takeaway food. If you go to a place and you have the most amazing experience and you take your friends back and it's not the same, you feel really let down and you lose trust in that brand. You don't want to go back because you, you know, it's a treat and you don't want to go if you're risking that it's not good enough. So really importantly, make sure you're authentic to yourself. You're delivering what you promise and that you are consistent people will come back time and time again because they get what they have promised. When I ask people about what are their favourite brands, they bring up the likes of Nivea, they bring up Samsung, they bring up Hungry Lion. And if you think about those brands or the brands that you love, they will always be giving you what you are expecting. There's never surprises, they always guarantee to please. So it's really important to make sure you are consistent and authentic. And I guarantee you're going to have loyal customers. As we have heard from Tawani and Emma, it's really important to make sure your brand is consistent and authentic so that you have loyal customers. It is also important to remember that your brand is more than just visuals. It is more than the logo, colors, and a fancy website. So what are our takeaways for this episode? Number one, have a clear mission. Number two, put yourself in your customer's shoes. Number three, keep your visuals simple. And number four, be consistent, be authentic, be dependable. Are you ready to brand yourself, your business? More importantly, is it something you can sell? Speaking of selling, next week we jump into our next episode, Selling It Strong. This has been the Bongo Hire Podcast, available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify platforms. Visit www.bongohive.co.zm forward slash podcast to subscribe and listen to more episodes.